Um, yeah, love. Anyway, um, I don't think there's I, anything. Do you want to get started? Yeah, I'm sorry. Tepper's like, it's okay. I have notes. I'm going to send him notes. The, literally the first 17 minutes of this can all be scrapped. Put it into garbage. Anyway. Truly put it in the garbage. You had me at... Hell no. Welcome to You Had Me at Hell No. I'm Mel. I'm Allie. And welcome to our podcast where we talk about romance movies and why we love a genre that hates us. Rom-coms, dramas, erotic thrillers. If romance is central to the plot, we're watching it. That is correct mundo, my friend. And this week we watched a film uh, from 2013 and uh, both of us had a lot of feelings about it. Yeah, we did. We watched The Big Wedding, uh, which was a, a, it was a movie that we watched. Oh, um, it, it was a film and um, people were in it and something happened. The yes. end. <laughs> we Shortest did Shortest episode yet. Shortest episode yet. <laughs> the brief, uh, no, the uh, briefest <laughs> plot summary we've ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, our dear sound engineer, Tiffer, who we normally check in with for his osmosis, uh, is recovering from Tech Week, uh, like a real hero. He's tired. The dad, the myth, the legend. He is tired, so we are giving him space to be tired. Here's the thing: for being tired, he doesn't really act tired. No, he, he is holds it the together most really awake, well. sleepy person I've ever seen. Very capable man. Um, if if he were a truck driver, I'd be like incredible. You if delivered you were a pilot, all the Pepsi. I would trust him five hundred percent with my life. Yes, I don't think he wants to be either of those things. I think I feel like he's pilot, pretty happy. With pilot, working. maybe. Pilot, maybe. He could be a good pilot. Truck driver. Honestly, truck drivers are kind of the backbone of our society right now. So they make bank anyway, or no, they don't make bank. Is that what? This is not what we're talking about. Yeah. Now that we've now that we've discussed the United States supply chain problems, we can move into the rest of the episode. So we watched The Big Wedding. Uh, it's on Netflix right now. Okay, this Not movie spawn, has, but also just mm, this, this okay, movie. This Sorry, has, you go. I, we're both trying to say the same thing. The movie has an insane cast, and it's kind of a movie where I'm like, you know what? Good for everybody in it. I hope they got paid, and I hope they had a good time. Um, to the movie's credit, it's only like an hour and a half long. And I mean, like, the whole thing is, like, an hour and a half, like, mm-hmm. I think it was credits. an hour and 28 minutes, including credits. Yeah. Like, so it, boom, boom. So She works. That's, she works. Um, okay, who's in this movie? We got Robert De Niro, and I wrote down Paycheck De Niro, which is mean. But I will say, I there are elements, there are parts of this movie where I think he's getting legitimate, like, uh, uh, and he, also, he looks fantastic. He looks great. De Niro with great. a beard and long hair really does it for me. Okay, cool. Everybody is shocked. Down. Everybody so, is shocked. Someone um, needs to watch The Mission, okay? I haven't actually seen The Mission, but uh, <laughs> I know he has a beard and long hair. Here, uh, uh, Melanie, have you ever seen Young De Niro? 
Of course. So hot. Stupid Truly hot. a fox. A stupid hot. Makes me a mad. Dish, anyway, a babe. If he were president, his name would be Abraham Lincoln. If he were a constellation, he'd be Baby of Majora. In French, he would be called La Renard and hunted with only his cunning to protect him. We did it. Okay. Um, Diane Keaton is also in this movie in full Diane Keaton getup, wearing all Diane Keaton outfits. We love it. Susan Sarandon is in this movie, mm-hmm. who I also love. She also does, a babe. And, and, le- and let's just say, as we're naming, everyone, I think, does a, a pretty good job for what the film is. I just think the film could have been better because you've got heavy hitters like De Niro, Sarandon, Keaton, and then you have their, who played the kids, the younger generation. Mm-hmm. You've got Katherine Heigl, Barf. You've got Topher Grace, Mild Barf. You have Amanda Seyfried. We, I'm cool with her. And then you've got our favorite, Ben Barnes, a.k.a. Pretty, pretty Bitch is bitch. here, baby. Pretty Bitch is here. Even though I have problems with Pretty Bitch. Here's the thing. I'm not, I don't barf about Katherine Heigl. I, I, but I, that being said, I, there are certain lines she has in this movie where I'm like, excuse me? Oof. What Yeah. But, but my issues with her character are more issues but with the movie in general. Um, I, yeah. I, the, for okay. me, just... Uh, yeah, maybe I shouldn't make value judgments about Katherine Heigl as a person because I don't really know anything about her. So I, I take that back and respectfully apologize. But also, th- this movie, uh, Robin Williams is also in this. Movie, yes, he has briefly. a cameo as as the priest. And yeah. do you remember seeing? Because this came out 2013, so that was the year yeah. I graduated mm-hmm. uh, college, and yeah. I remember seeing trailers for this and thinking and thinking that this movie would have a lot more wacky hijinks than actually happened. Same. I thought it was going to be like intolerable, um, farcical bullshit. Farcical and, bullshit. That is correct. And it wasn't as it wasn't as much of that, to be honest. It's okay. Which was me, a relief, ask- but also there's stuff in this where I'm like, oh man. Yeah. This I oh, yeah. think you and I probably both agree. This film had a lot of issues. The bones of it were okay, but I mm-hmm. felt like it could have it could have been so much punchier and so much better. It feels like I felt while watching this movie because there were parts of it that I liked and parts of it that I really disliked. Mm-hmm. I, this felt like it was just a big phone it in paycheck movie. Oh, this was a paycheck movie for like everybody, but it, I think you but said also, that that's before. What these, yeah, that's what these movies kind of are and kind of should be. I don't. I, here's the thing: something being a paycheck movie, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing because there are lots no. of movies that are kind of paycheck movies that I love and that are fun, and it's fun to go see those. That's what I mean, you want. It's the job. It's their job. So yeah, of course, it's but a paycheck. I will say there are stuff in this movie that I didn't love. Okay, let's talk about something. Okay, just yeah, basic let's right thing. off the bat. Yeah. Um, Diane Keaton and Robert De Niro were married for, I think, 20 years, they say. Some amount of yeah, time. A have, long amount of time. And they, they have, have three kids. kids. Yeah, they have two kids uh, and adopted Grace. one. Yeah, which drove me crazy. But he goes, my and our adopted son, which I know they have to explain for the plot to work. But anytime someone's like, my adopted child, I'm like, fuck you. Like, Just if say you, child. Anyone who's, Anyone who has actually adopted children isn't like, my, and my adopted kids. They just say, my kids. Yeah. Um, so that's a little bit. So they have uh, three kids. Topher Grace, who is 30 years old, an obstetrician, and... A virgin! He's a virgin. Okay. There's no shade to virgins here. I just think that, like, the fact that he's a virgin has... It adds 
nothing. It is so unnecessary. It's, I just it's thought it a, was dumb. It was so yeah, dumb. It, it's not that it's unnecessary. It's just kind of gross. It feels very outdated. It feels because the the whole storyline feels kind of like. Ugh. It, it, I mean, it listen. Do like we believe? Do I believe that Topher Grace is a virgin? Yeah, obviously, but. I think it it could have been addressed in a different way because the way that it's or played not. out, yeah, it could have either just been addressed not at all or it could have just been, you know, the type of thing where, like, not everyone is constantly making fun of him and that's not his key personality trait. I, I think it's just, maybe it's just a joke that's, like, not for us, but also, like, who maybe. is this joke for? I, I think also it's, like, I don't know if I really want to hang out with a person who's, like, it's very funny to make fun of someone for being a virgin. Well, um, but also remember, it's 2013, so we're kind of coming out of the the early to mid-aughts comedy tropes of dudes needing to lose their virginity. But I think it was kind of dead by then. Anyway, um, they also have Catherine Heigl, who... Um, Frankly, I liked her hair. One of the first notes I wrote was I thought I her haircut was her great. Hair. She looked cute. She looked good. I, I, okay, Catherine Heigl is playing, quite frankly, like a bitch, and she is phenomenal. I kind of love when Catherine Heigl is playing just a straight up like mean person. She is mean. She is not <laughs> nice. No, and I kind of loved it. Especially mean to her father. She is very. She's like cruel. She's mean, and it's. And, and I'm not saying that I like it, but I will say, like, I don't know that anyone does it quite as well as she does. Hmm. Like passive aggressive. She plays passive aggressive or self righteous really well. Um, uh, and she is. She has. She is separating from her husband. And here's the thing. It's so obvious that she's pregnant. Yeah. And then they try to throw you off by saying she can't have kids because she's like all these tests. But like, no, she's pregnant. Like, we already know that she's pregnant. Anyway. The first time we meet her, she's meeting Topher Grace at his job and she sees the room full of newborn babies and faints. And then she throws up on someone and she doesn't actually drink any alcohol. She has she has a, a martini or a Cosmo or whatever with her, yeah. and she's she doesn't drink it. She just she's sitting on the diving board at the club, and we'll get to that in a bit. Yeah. The club, <sighs> and she pours it out, and then she the big reveal. Like, no, we knew from minute one she was prego, which is also fine. Which is also yeah. fine, but it is funny that like I, it is a little funny that they were trying to be like we don't know. Um, I don't know. At least they tried, uh, but. They then tried, have, then I don't have, think they succeeded. Then we have uh, Pretty Bitches back. Uh, as we, <laughs> we should, again, wait, we should not call him this. But here's the thing. I, oh, I, Ben Barnes didn't need to play this role necessarily. I don't think so. Because no. it's just one of those where it's like, they just, basically they hired a British actor. They tanned him up. They like bronze to the fuck out of him and they're like, he's Colombian. And then they make a big talk about him being, quote, like not Caucasian. And they Catherine Heigl refers to him as immigrant at one point. They've kind of they're doing that thing where they're like, it's funny, and it's it's kind of just not funny. Like it's kind of it's that thing that um white people that we kind of tend to do where we're like, no, we're being funny. And it's yeah, like it's a just, joke. You can't take a, a joke. You're sensitive. It, yeah. And it's like, no, you're kind of just restating um, 
It's that thing where we act like we know what satire is. We're kind of just reaffirming um, horrifying things. Um, yeah. And part I, of I me think... is like, did they hire Ben Barnes so they wouldn't have to actually say this shit in front of an actual brown person? Well, I mean, probably. Because they, they also... keep having lines about, because the big thing is that he is getting, okay, so the big wedding in question is yeah. his, he is marrying Amanda Seyfried. And her parents are uh, wealthy, but his her father is being investigated for stock fraud or whatever. So basically her parents, she doesn't like her, her parents. Her parents are yuppies. Her parents are yuppies. They're not nice. They're uh, a little bit racist. Uh, and a thing, that, the phrase that keeps being said is they're upset that they're going to have, quote, beige grandkids. Yeah, like and beige like, or tan grandbabies. And it's like, what? Which is gross to hear. Um, and, but also I'm like, no, you're not like, these are two white people. These are two white people. Um, and I mean, I, his, it it seems weird. It's like, why, why are they even invited to the wedding if they're, I don't understand this because I I just don't understand because openly blatantly racist, but it's, it's so unnecessary. Like, first of all. And part of the plot, then I'll bring in because he his he's adopted by Diane mm-hmm. Keaton and De Niro, who are now divorced. And De Niro is with Sarandon and has who been was for the past Diane decade. Ke- yeah, was Diane Keaton's best friend. He left Keaton to be with Susan Sarandon. Yeah, and so <clears throat> you know the that's kind of a weird family dynamic. But you know, Sarandon plays an important role in the kids' lives too. Yes, because mm-hmm. she was she's Diane Keaton's best friend. And honestly, I really liked the relationship between Keaton and Sarandon in this. Me too. I thought it was great. I wish we had more of it. I wish it had been a little bit more that. of a focus. That was the part of the movie that I was like, "Do I like this movie?" Yeah, Every because time Sarandon was on screen. I was like, "I love this movie." Well, Whatever and movie also this because is, I love like it's and it's what I think you and I have said multiple times before. I don't know if we've said it on the pod, but like because there was infidelity and cheating involved in that love triangle but the women they express their feelings about it they talk it through and they end up forgiving each other because their friendship is more important to them than fucking robert de niro and they're mad at the person they should be mad at which is de niro yeah and i really liked that but circling back to um pretty bitch um his name is what is alejandro and yeah. he, his mom is still alive. So yeah. that's the his twist. His bio right? mom he's, is still alive. Yeah. Right. And he's so, been and she's communicating with her and writing letters to her this whole time because they've really encouraged that. And he. And she's invited to the wedding and her and his sister. And so the, and this is also, I think, another not cool stereotype that's reinforced where she is um, portrayed as like a very severe, deeply devout, inflexible, you know, South American Catholic woman who doesn't speak English. And so what Ben Barnes ends up doing is he asks Diane Keaton and De Niro to pretend that they're still married because divorce is so taboo. And that's the farce of the whole thing because he's actually with Sarandon. um, And of course, at the end, his mom is like, why would you think that I was so inflexible? Yeah. Yeah. Which mom is like, it it just was unnecessary. Also, it's, it's, it's not, it's a shady thing for him to ask of his family. Also, like say that she was upset about that. That woman doesn't have a right to, judge or she she doesn't have a say in this like she gave him up for adoption even if even if she'd raised him his whole life he's an adult 
getting married. It doesn't matter if there was like divorce around him. And like, it, it's just, it, it, it just, it, this woman doesn't have a say in your new life. And she doesn't have a say. Yeah, I think it's, I thought it was nice that he wanted a closer relationship with her. I thought that was very yeah. sweet. But very. I think the way that this film handles different cultures and race, I thought was just so clunky and so <sighs> obtuse. Because I Rude. do think there could have been a nice story in his family learning about his Colombian culture and them both realizing, okay, well, we're family now, so let's learn about each other and love each other and accept each other, blah, blah, blah. I think that could have been a really nice angle because wedding movies, right, like the point of a wedding is that it's family and people coming together to celebrate love and being around each other and celebrating each other. And I thought that the the focus on race, not that racism is not like a very present thing in people's lives because it is. But what I'm saying is the way this film handled it was so bad that it it seemed unnecessary to the plot and everything else that was going on. Like Robert Robin Williams is even super racist towards Alejandro for no reason and and Amanda Seyfried's parents are like openly racist in just the dumbest just the dumbest ways. Like here's the, well racism itself is dumb. Um, well, of course, but it also is, but here, it but just... it's also here's the thing. Why? Because part of you is like, okay, it's good that she calls her parents out in the moment. It's like you can't talk to him like that. But part of me is like, why are they even coming to the wedding at this point? You know what I exactly. mean? Exactly. Like, why are exactly. they? And, and also, like, but also she she wants to get married by this Catholic priest because it's really important to her parents. But it's like, why is this so important? Also, like. Why would you put your partner through this? Like, neither of you are Catholic. Why is it so important that this priest marries you that neither neither of you have a real connection to? I, I don't get that. Um, it just feels very dumb. Um, I, like, okay, stuff I did like in... Should we? T- <sighs> yeah, this whole, fi- this whole film was just us texting each other being like... Ah! the whole time like, do i because here's the, what would be frustrating is there are times when i'm like i don't hate this part like but then there would be so many moments where i'm like that's just kind of right like at one point diane keaton says like she's from another country i'm like they have divorce in Colombia. like fuck yeah. you um it's just kind of gross and it also yeah it, it's just it that whole thing is gross um it was I gross also, and but also- I, I did there are what's frustrating is because like those elements are so gross, but then the movie will have these like frankly very sweet moments that are I think well at least well acted and in some way well written where there are like sweet moments between Guy and Keaton and um uh uh her son's biological mother um where she's like thank you I'm just so I, I you know I used to be kind of intimidated by you but I also am so grateful to you for giving me this son and like. I there's so much good in him that I know comes from you and like very sweet moments and then every scene with Susan Sarandon is honestly great. Susan Sarandon she is was, bringing something. She was a powerhouse to this, this performance that yeah. like she's bringing something to this movie where I'm like, I want to see whatever this is. Like the way she speaks to those kids is so sweet and it's like kind of heartbreaking because she's like, no, I'll just leave. I'll just be in a hotel for the weekend because it'll be easier for you and. 
Ben Barnes is like, no, you don't have to do that. And he's, she's like, no, no, no. It, it's not going to make sense if I'm here based on what you've told your mom. And uh, th- consider this my uh, wedding present because your wedding day should be a day when you're only thinking about like how happy you are and you shouldn't be worried about this stuff. This is going to be my gift to you. Which is like, oh, so and, sad. And, and I love the way that she played that too because <gasps> you, it could be played. That could be really passive aggressive, but she's yeah. so genuine. And yes. her her love for this family and for being a part of that family is so important to her character that she right. genuinely was like, I just want you to be happy. It's very sweet. Like, exactly. Like, exactly what you said, Melanie. Because she's playing it so earnestly, you're like, well, this is great. Like, scenes with her and Diane Keaton are kind of great. Um, I, uh, uh, what else? Honestly, never let a man become, come between your friendship because they're garbage. Many anyway, times. I'm men, single. Men are not shit. <laughs> Both of us are saying we're shocked. Anyway, let's get back to the movie. Okay, so Catherine Heigl, uh, like we said, she's been arguing with her. Fa- she keeps saying he said really terrible things to me, but she's also upset that and, he's not trying to contact her. And we and, never learn what it is that he actually said. No, but um, what happens is, and she's also kind of dealing with her feelings with her dad because De Niro, this whole time, is like trying to be sweet with her and spend time with her. And he's like, I know you're mad at me, but I love you so much. The way he speaks to her is really sweet. Like, this is what drives me crazy is there are scenes between the two of them that are honestly like very sweet mm-hmm. and well acted and kind of well written. Like, it nice. They're nice scenes in this movie. Like, the scene where he is talking to her when um, uh, she finds out that he invited her ex husband to the wedding to help them reconcile. And yeah, at first she's mad. Studio. Yeah. And at first she's mad. And then he's like, okay, you're, I'm okay with you being mad at me, but I, I love you so much. And I don't want you to, um, how does he phrase it? Basically he, he expresses his love for her and his care for her in a way that is so sweet. He talks about when he, like when she was born and, uh, how, he couldn't believe it when she was born because she was so beautiful and he couldn't believe that something that beautiful came from him. And this is when I sent Melanie a message saying, bitch, I think I might start crying. And then I (laughs) didn't. I'm okay. But it's like a very sweet scene. It it was really tender. And then the scene with her and her husband played by Carl Bornheimer. And I was like, Carl Bornheimer's in this. He's great. He's also great when he comes in. They have Mm -hmm. a nice kind of reconciliation scene. I thought that was really lovely because she tells she tells him that she's pregnant and he gets so excited and you can see like these are two people who love each other who have clearly wanted a child for a long time. Yeah. And then and then they both say I will not she says I won't bring a child into an unhappy marriage and he says I agree. And then yeah. they both are like okay, well we still love each other. We're going to work on things. Great. Yeah. Which I thought was lovely. I did too. It's, it's really nice to see. Uh, I'm not going to say necessarily healthy relationships because I don't know the details of these characters' backstory. No. But it's nice to see people dealing with a fight because fights yeah. happen. Yeah. People say things they regret. 
They say mm-hmm. things out of anger. People get frustrated. Stress gets the better of them. Tons mm-hmm. of things happen. But it's yeah. really good to see in a film people reconcile and move forward with intention that way. Yeah. They communicate. I, I They communicate with each other. I mm-hmm. agree with it. I, that's what's frustrating is these parts of the movies are like good. And then and the even other when parts Pretty of the Bitch movie, and Amanda Seyfried decide to elope. I loved that. That was I loved great that. He straight up just grabs her. He says, you look beautiful. She did look beautiful. I loved her wedding amazing. look. I loved beautiful. it. The flowers in her head, the dress. I loved it. I thought she looked beautiful. I hated. I, I, I didn't like his look. Well, wasn't it a tan suit? And he's already like, they bronzed him. So he looks kind of, it, it, I hated it. I did not like this look. And then later, after it's not the they. the look that I would choose for my wedding. I, I, but it's also it's on my wedding, so I don't have a right to be upset. But I didn't like it. I didn't like it. I didn't like it. <laughs> I will say they had good chemistry. I, I believe that they were a couple. Me too. And I, I liked and that they that liked each other. One thing. Okay, yeah. let me. Let, one thing that I really liked about this movie. What is, is that? All of the character interactions, with the exception of Topher Grace, I think were really steeped in this like. This genuine, uh, I guess, what's the noun of gen- genuine? Genuinity? Genuineness? Genuinosity? <laughs> I'm having a moment. Oh my God, what's the noun of genuine? Gen. Gen. gen- I'm Googling it. I'm going to Google it. <laughs> oh my We're God! <gasps> genuine. Is it what's- just genuine? No. Genuine. Genuine, genuine, genuinity is not a word, bitch. Nope. It says quality of being genuine. That's not a word, bitch. Okay, hold on. Okay, hold on. Genuineness. Okay, okay, okay. I'm on linguablog.com. One of the main signs that someone has mastered a language is that they understand how to use morphology. Okay, fuck off. This is like when you look up a recipe online and they're like, my mother and I used to go boating. I'm like, who fucking cares? What's the answer? Yep, okay, I'm here we go. T- I'm looking it up The right short now. answer is that you should use genuineness. Um, that's the noun agreed to by dictionaries and it's the most uh, used by people today. Ew, um, that feels wrong. Yeah. Oh, well. Genuinity okay. is not completely wrong, though. Isn't English fun? Um, English? This is so stupid that because... However many fucking years ago, uh, uh, these English fucks took over everything, and now we these all talk like this. Bastards! These fucking these these fucking chim chim cheerio bosses. These fucking Big Ben fucking meat pie eating fucking ding dong. Mary Poppins motherfuckers walked around, came to my people. I, I don't know why I'm doing an English accent. I don't know, this. but I'm really glad. <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't interrupt you because I wanted to see where that bit was going. Um, but so genuineness. Huh? All of the characters have this genuineness to them. And the reason I have an exception for Topher Grace is because uh, I 
I did not like his character arc because basically we're introduced to him that he's this like uptight, neurotic, virgin, OBGYN, mm-hmm. and he meets Alejandro's sister who is immediately naked. And we both agreed if we had an ass like that, we would be if naked. If that was all the my butt, too. I would be, if that was my butt all day, ass out, getting the Truly. mail, ass out. Um, Apple bottom jeans, boots with the fur, the whole club is looking at her. Baggy sweatpants and the Reeboks with the strap. That's right. She turned around, gave a big booty a slap. Hey! Hey. What a great song. What a great song. Yeah. And it holds up. It does. But basically, I, here's the thing. I don't even think either one of these actors is doing a bad job. I think they're doing exactly what was asked of them. And I think they're both trying to infuse as much, I don't know, humanity or reality or whatever into this but I just hate the storyline. It's just gross. It's just like gross. Yeah. It's, just, it's, it's It truly is a woman coming up from South America immediately being like, I want to have sex with American men. Like she immediately says, so you're going to show me around town and you're going to make love to me. And he goes, okay. And then Diane Keaton. Oh, oh she also jerks him off at the dinner table, which I hated. I hated so much. I hate it. I hate it so, so much. Gross. So I don't gross. like that. It's gross. And it's like, that's kind of a sex crime it's also like kind of a i hated it and then diane keaton notices that that's what it happened she talks to i don't even remember the girl's name shocks her and is like maybe don't do that and then the girl is like oh no i'm not gonna have sex with you anymore and then something ha- he he keeps trying to be like nicer and he's like okay i guess well, here's here's what I didn't like. Though, I hate because, it. I hate it. Because when the second she changes her mind on him, his character, his reaction is gross because he's like, why would you have sex with me? Come yeah. on. I want it. Do it. It's weird. It's, out of, it's out of nowhere. Because before this, he's like, maybe I shouldn't have waited this long. But, you know, this was something that was kind of important to me. Also, here's what is weird. Because when Catherine Heigl goes to pick him up from the hospital... The other nurses are asking her if it's true that he's a virgin. And when she tells them, yes, they are so horny for him. They immediately are nev- like. I, I cannot envision these a nurses, scenario where that's reality. These, these like 25 year old nurses are like, I gotta fuck this virgin OBGYN. Huh? Yeah. I mean, first of Do all, they, if you know wh- anyone why? who's a nurse, they're not interested in doctors. Because doctors okay, are shitty here, to them. Here's the thing, though. I have, like, three aunts who are nurses, and they all married doctors. No, stop. Yeah. I knew your aunts were nurses, and I, oh, I guess I, Yeah, oh, wait, I, I except for math. one. One didn't, one didn't marry a doctor, but he did end up working in a, a medical field. Oh, well, so, sorry to Allie's aunts, I guess. All yeah. the nurse, all the nurses I know for who are like my our age would not be mm-hmm. caught dead with a doctor. That I believe I understand that this was a different time and also like different. Uh, maybe I shouldn't tell the story on the pod. Perhaps not. This, if you're I'm hesitating, I think you should trust that hesitation. I did not. But there, it was different. It was different. And also they like kind of fell in love. I do have, yeah, they, they fell in love, but I understand what you're saying because a lot of times doctors are not necessarily nicest to nurses. But um, I don't know the every I don't know, but I, I here's I just don't know why like if you're already here's 
I'm trying, I've been trying to figure out why they would be horny for that. Is it the thing of like, I can change him or I can like change his world or whatever, or I'm going to be the first one and he's going to fall in love with me and then I'll have like a nice house. I I don't know. Um, Who's to say? Uh, I hated it. But anyway, they end up having sex anyway, because I forget why, but she decides actually, you know what, we are going to have sex and then they have sex at the... Well, it's because one of the things, because she basically asks him for a courtship. And one of the things she asks him for is for him to bring her flowers every day for a year. So he brings her a floral calendar. Yeah. Which, although creative, is just kind of like, I just don't, this whole storyline is gross. It's like, and it has the least amount of heart or comedy in this whole thing. Yeah, and also, like, why why do you... Why do you, why, because, because one of the thing, one of the reasons that she gives him when he's like, no, uh, do I want it? Give me it. Give me it. I want it. Give me it. Give me it. Like Paul Rudd in Perks and Rec. Um, she says, we're, we're going to be family now. And he's like, well, we're not like, we're not related, but still that's, that's your fucking family now. That is your brother's sister. That's not cool. It's gross. Even if the you don't share is... blood, you share family, and that's gross. It's gross. What this are you, Charles Darwin, marrying your cousin? Gross. Do you know how many cousins I have? I, I a million, up... conservatively. I haven't, with, I haven't hooked up with any of them. What, do you want a medal? Yeah. I didn't even like making that joke. I didn't even like making that joke. I didn't even like making that joke. No, here's what we do. We add it whenever, someday, whenever we do merch for this pod, one of our pieces of merch is gonna be where the fuck did he get that baby from Dracula? Yeah. And then we'll do another one that's just I haven't dated any of my cousins. I haven't. It's not difficult. Okay, so Susan Sarandon is catering the wedding. She still she caters the wedding. Uh, oh, oh my God! No, we forgot what. For some reason for no real reason. Diane Keaton tries to explain why she did it, but it doesn't really make sense. Diane Keaton and Robert De Niro sleep together. Um, and then uh, Susan Sarandon finds out. They both apologize to her. She forgives. Diane Keaton, but is mad at De Niro, understandably. Mm-hmm. Um, and then De Niro proposes to her at the wedding at the after at the reception, which, which is propo- proposing at someone else's wedding at I'm your tra- son's wedding. You sick bastard! What I'm fuck? trying to think of like the just the precise words that I could use for how disrespectful and inappropriate that is i think uncouth doesn't even begin to cover it gauche gauche there you go it's gauche okay we find out that diane keaton technically cheated on robert de niro first i don't care about it's a big reveal and she cheated on him with amanda seyfried's dad which is like what 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 What? why and she's like i don't know that yuppie piece of shit he's not even cute he's not even nice he's gross um, also, but then the Amanda Seyfried's mom, whose name is Muffin, by the way, yeah, um, gross, is like, yeah, I figured it was, she was like, we have, my husband and I have an agreement because I look the other way. And then he, she says, 
and he doesn't mind my fetishes. And her fetish is just that she likes having sex. That's not a fetish. Having sex with women is not a fetish. That's- no. When, yeah, when she said fetishes, I thought she was going to be like, I like, you know, getting rubber ducks put up my butt while someone slaps me in the face. It's like, okay, that's yeah. all out there. But like, yeah, figure work. You figure out what you like. Not here babe. to kink shame. But like, yeah. I when she said just fetish, I thought it was yeah. I thought it was going to be something out there. Like, some, be something like, like some Patrick Bateman repressed yuppie shit. Yeah. But, but no, it's just, just like, that no, she. But I'm I'm not straight and I I am attracted to women and like having sex with women and it's like okay okay that's not a and then uh, I just that whole thing was gross the way it was gross the way it was handled is like and and also and it's also this uh, a gay thing well there was that and also and this is such this is a trope that's really it makes me really mad and it's this idea that. Every gay person is automatically attracted to you, right? Because yeah. because we get the reveal that Muffin. I'm not going to label label her sexuality because it's a yeah. it's a spectrum, but she's not straight, and yeah. um, she immediately is like making comments at uh, Diane Keaton and Susan Sarandon, which is like just because she's queer doesn't mean she's attracted to you. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, also, that's a wide spectrum. If you're into both Diane Keaton and Susan Sarandon, you have a... You're into everybody, I guess. You, that's a, you can speak those to are that two better than different me. women. Those are yeah. two different women. Yeah. To, I have my own preference, but this is not what that's about. Yeah, I, I just thought it was handled poorly. <laughs> it, it was just so gross, and I hate that trope. I hate that trope. And it's something yeah, that I, like I had to unlearn because, like, when I, f- I learned about what being gay was when I was in middle school, and I was grossed out by it because I was in middle school. And also, like, I then educated myself about it. And that trope of, like, oh, my God, she's a lesbian. I hope she's not in love with me. Ugh. Like, stop. Stop. Grow up. It's so Because guess what? It's, it's not about you. And that's something I had to learn when I was growing up, and I learned it, and I'm so glad that I did, because I have very fulfilling friendships with queer people in my life. And it's just like, it's it's just not about you. Someone's sexuality is about them. It's not about you. It's not about you. Also, like, too many people all over the world are, like, thinking gross sex thoughts all the time. Most of them. I, I just, also, that's a weird thing, too, where people are like... But also sometimes people aren't thinking any sexual thoughts. Again, spectrum. Yeah. Um, but whatever. yeah, it, anyway, this movie handled like this movie. sensitive topics poorly. And, and it was but a also real, not funny. It was not. Right. It was just not It wasn't funny. funny. And I think it did this film a real disservice because, I, like I said in the beginning oh. of this episode, I think this film could have been really funny and really nice and it just really missed the mark for me i agreed okay melanie was this movie romantic i'm gonna say no um i like that they eloped but no i wasn't particularly swept away by that Um, it's it wasn't romantic because and and wedding movies can kind of be hit or miss for that right because you're in you're watching a relationship not from the end but like the courting period is over and now we have like the formal commitment so there isn't there isn't romance in the sense of like falling in love with each other but it does but there can still be romance like just because like 
we put so much emphasis on the like falling in love early stage of a relationship that we ignore the true commitment part and the days when you're like after you've already committed to this person like the days when it gets harder the little moments that are very can are and can be very romantic um yeah so I, it, like a wedding is still a wedding movie can still be romantic anyway i didn't i don't I, know that i was necessarily rooting for anybody because i was like do your best but i wasn't like i hope they kiss yeah um, same because i was like that's why no I they're gonna no kiss this. they were gonna kiss uh was it sexy Mm-mm. weirdly Mm-mm. no Mm-mm. we saw that uh lady's very uh beautiful butt but uh um, and we also I wasn't saw like, a shirtless oh. long hair bearded robert de niro who quite frankly is jacked oh de niro has stayed jacked for the past like 30 plus years de niro remains jacked de niro <sighs> is jacked honestly i've never he's, really he's been... like close to 80 i think or maybe he is 80 jacked Jacked, oh. jacked boy. Oh. Bobby Milk is jacked. What did you just say? I uh, learned that a nickname he had once was Bobby Milk because he was very pale. Bobby his, like, Milk? New, his like New York kid name was <sighs> Bobby Milk. That's rough. Can you imagine? Bobby Milk? I'm so upset. I'm so upset. Anyway, Bobby Milk. Um, <laughs> but um, I, anyway, um, not sexy. Not, okay, not, not a sexy. sexy. Film. Would we recommend this movie? Here's the thing. I kind of would. I had wine. I had wine with this, and it's like not even a half an hour and a half. We've had podcast episodes longer than this movie. Yeah, we've had it's recording quick, sessions longer too. It's. I. Th- uh, I feel like there'd be a, a. I feel like this probably would be a good drinking game. Yeah. I, I think this is this is one what's of those frustrating fun... is there are good perform I'm sorry since yeah, you're gonna say that no again, because there are good performances and it's just a it's the writing is but it's very it, it's flip it's so inconsistent that it's yes inconsistent is a great way to describe this I agree with you yeah. I think this is kind of a fun movie to watch if you're if you're if you're looking to watch a movie and not get invested. Or just to be like, oh, huh, that's happening. Or like maybe have it on in the background while you're doing something. Or Mm -hmm. have friends over and play a drinking game or shit on this movie with your friends because that's always fun. Then this is a movie that you should watch. Um, if you just if you just like the actors who are in it, you could also just watch it then too. But it's I would recommend it for that, but it's like it's like a fifty one percent versus a forty nine percent, you know? Well, yeah. Um, okay. Here is something. I can't believe it's taken me this long to say. It's not this long. Okay, what? I don't know. Oh no. Actually, what is no. it? I I don't know why I'm saying anything. Oh no. No, wait. I have to know. Oh, it's not anything. It's just that I'm I'm just upset that this movie presented me with pretty bitch and it's not even a pretty bitch that I can be like <laughs> about like every other thing that yeah. Ben Barnes is in. You know what he's great at playing? He's great at playing characters where you're like. Oh, I cannot believe that I'm going to sleep with this guy. <laughs> He's great at playing dudes like that, like Shadow and Bone, The Punisher, Westworld. I've, like other movies. Isn't. When he's playing a dude where, that's like kind of evil, you're like, all right, all right, tell me your story, mister. Um, but if he's like, I'm a regular guy. Okay, for sure. Where? From when? You're a regular dude? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, you like like softball and shit for sure. Uh huh. 
Oh, your favorite, your favorite sandwich is a chicken sandwich. Uh Uh-huh, I believe you. I don't know why I'm being so aggressive. Sometimes when someone is hot, I get mad. (laughs) We, yeah, yeah. So, Melanie, is is there a fuck, marry, kill for this? Because I think I might have one for you, but I don't know. Um, I don't have one. So if you have one, I'm all ears. Should we do a fuck, marry, kill with, like, okay, Robert De Niro. Mm Mm-hmm. Topher Grace. Mm. <laughs> pretty bitch okay um as the themselves uh, or the thing, their characters? i feel like as the characters okay uh killing toe for grace because i hate doctors for personal reasons mm-hmm. um we are marrying pretty bitch because he's harvard educated speaks five languages very successful he and i would be a power couple and then i'm and then i'm fucking sensitive artist de niro i understand that um i might flip the de niro and the pretty bitch Mm -hmm. that makes sense for you yeah but we would both kill tover grace this is poor tover grace and honestly i don't know what i think my aversion to him is just in this movie with this character i hate this character this character is terrible i don't just like tover grace i don't even think he's doing a bad job no he's i think he's a good actor i just hate this i just hate this yeah i hate it also i'm not super like but i'm also full disclosure and this is just my personal thing i'm not like horny for tover grace yeah, Eric Foreman didn't really do it for me either. No, I was a basic bitch. I was I was all about Kelso. I'm sorry to ba- say, but I was I was a Hyde girl and I am That's no longer yeah. I am no longer, but back in the day Henry. before anyone knew anything about the horrible shit he's done, I was a yeah. Hyde girl. I know. What a <sighs> Yeah. Um but that's one fuck Okay, what about I don't want to want to do a fuck Mary Kill with the ladies. I just want the ladies to live. I guess I have a question, Melanie. For yeah. you. Okay. What about you? Would you do you, would you have a preference towards say a romantic relationship with like Diane Keaton or Susan Sarandon? Uh, as the characters? Yeah. Okay. <sighs> I'm just a turtleneck kind of gal. Yeah, oh, she didn't wear. I kind of saying she would have if she. Here's the thing: all of her outfits were so Diane Keaton, and I loved them. I yeah, did love. They her were outfits great. In this. You know, I would for this film. I would rather be in a relationship with Susan Sarandon than Diane <gasps> me too. Keaton. Oh my god, me too. Same. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with Keaton in this film because no. her way of dealing with the problem in her relationship was to cheat. Instead of taking another measure and then kind of severing the relationship before being unfaithful, because to me that's yeah. a big deal. Um, and yeah. also, I would prefer Sarandon because I think she's a pretty down to earth, kind, selfless person. And I think that really came through in this film, whereas I thought Diane Keaton's character was a lot more selfish. Yeah. And um, oh. I vibed with Sarandon more. I vibe with Sarandon more. Sarandon also, not to be like, whatever. Sarandon looks good. She looked great. She looks great. Yeah. Anyway, now that we've 
been horny for Susan Sarandon. I mean, in in all fairness, we've been horny let for Susan live. Sarandon since the Rocky Horror Picture Show. So let, let her live. We have to let her live. Wait, no, I just realized about this podcast. What? There has been horniness for both Chris and Susan Sarandon. Hell yeah, power couple. They're I not get even why a they couple. Were together. I, I get know. why they were together in whatever time that was. Yeah. I get why. I yep. get it. Good for them. Yep. Listen, Happy if you have listeners, if you haven't seen Child's Play, if you like scary movies, you got to watch it. If nothing, if for nothing else, for Chris Sarandon in a chunky sweater. If you haven't seen Thelma and Louise, you got to watch it. It's not scary. I mean, I guess it's scary in terms of like being a woman in the world, specifically in America, is not. That is scary, but it's not scary the way Child's Play is scary. I it's mean, if movie. you're afraid of dolls, yeah, which I am. Uh, I hate dolls, I which is it's ironic because as a kid, I used to love dolls. Well, I don't know what happened like to me. You looked like a doll. Okay. So you were probably looking around saying, these are all my friends. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> Like, I was looking at the Muppets saying, here are all my people. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, we can... Swedish Chef is the greatest Muppet. Disagree, but okay. We don't don't need to get into this right now. That's fair. Um, Well, this has been You Had Me at Hell No. Um, If you liked this episode, if you liked this podcast... One, please tell your friends, talk to people about us, talk about us on the social meds. We're at at hellnocast on Twitter and Instagram um, or hellnocast.com, our website, which you're probably listening to it right now. We also have new episodes every weekend on uh, our, our website, but also Spotify, Google and Apple podcasts. And uh, we really appreciate your time. We appreciate you listening. And if you... If you wanted to give us a five-star review or write something nice or tell your friends, we would appreciate it. If you didn't like what we had to say or if you have feedback, you can send us an email, hellnocast at gmail.com. Because here's the thing. We love to be schooled. We do. We're always we trying like to learn. To be, we don't like to be roasted, but we do like to be schooled. Yeah. So, Yeah. Yeah, if so there's something that. that we run our mouths about and you happen to know more than we do and you want to let us know and educate us or like not even it's not even your job to educate us, but just be no. like, hey, I know a lot about this and this is a thing. Here's a website. Maybe you might want to correct this or think about this in a different way. We love that shit. We love it. Love it. Um, we, we learned all about cervixes one time. We did. That was in our um, Sex in the City episode. You can yeah, hear and honestly, our I listener. Had, I had no idea that that's I how had no cervixes were checked for birth. And, and spoiler, spoiler alert, we both have cervixes. Cervicide? Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Call the police. Anyway, this has been You Had Me at Hell No. I have been Allie. And I've been Mel. Love you. Bye. Bye. You Had Me at Hell Note was recorded remotely in front of our pets, Roscoe and Benny. Allie and I want to thank Tiffer Hill for editing our podcast, putting up with all our shenanigans, and making us sound amazing. We would also like to thank Bella Vanek and Lucille Petty for writing our theme song. Thanks, Bella and Lucille.